welcome back to Justice Rankings, where you can come for justice. But stay for the chair. It's a, it's, it's a good chair. It's a real There's good chair. There's a chair. There is a chair. <laughs> I still hadn't watched part two when you texted me that, so I'm like, all right, I guess I'll keep my eye open for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, um, so I had a terrible experience last week, uh, which was, so we, we got our new recording device, and I'm, I sit down to edit the last episode that we recorded, and I'm listening to it, and I'm like, you know what, considering that I that I put basically no effort into balancing levels and, like, doing anything but the bare minimum testing to make sure this thing works, it actually sounds pretty good. And you and I exchange a couple, like, sentences, and then I hear my own voice saying, and has these knobs. Uh, oh, no, 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 pass Ben, don't do it, don't do it. <laughs> Has Ben fiddled with the knobs and everything sounded worse. Oh, no. <laughs> so it's gonna be I, I, I just I turned up the gain too much, so our our levels were too loud, and they're they're actually just me. You sound great, oh. so yeah. Don't okay. <laughs> I sound like absolute ass. <laughs> I, <laughs> I turned my level too high, so I'm peaking, and it sounds distorted. And we were cursed. That episode cursed that, us. That, that was. <laughs> So I, I think I've fixed it now, and if I haven't, then it'll, it's just going to be a process. Yeah. It's just going to be tweaking. We've Legacy, been... wasn't it? Legacy uh, or Legends? Legends, yeah. Yes, Legends. that thing cursed. <laughs> that, that is a cursed episode. <laughs> Sorry, Gardner Fox, but yeah. your, your spooky dead Golden Age comic book writer ghost has cursed our episode. That one was a rough one. It was a rough one. Today we watched what I felt, and we'll see when we get to the science segment, was a better episode. I concur. We watched A Night of the Shadows. Yes. Parts one and two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm your head scientist, Ben Craig. Did we do that? Uh, no, not yet. Oh, shit. Okay, we're all backwards. <laughs> I'm your head scientist, Ben Creighton. With me as always. Hey, it's Kenny Wendorski. Okay. We watched Night of the... Fuck. <laughs> we're cursed again. No, no, no. I refuse. Okay. All right. We no curses. Not. No curses from Morgan Le Fay or That's anyone right. else. We, we open up and, and there's a, a castle siege. It's like the Battle of Helm's Deep. There's people that are I, shooting arrows. I wrote in my notes, we open up in an episode of Gargoyles. Oh, okay. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's medieval times. We will learn this is, uh, in fact, King Arthur's time. Yes. Camelot is being invaded and this... Uh, it's it's Morgan Le Fay, the from Arthurian legend, sorceress, and and uh, her son Mordred, bastard. Uh, yes. Oh yeah. Bastard son of King Arthur, who uh, I I read some translated version of Lamorte Arthur. Well, you way and I did the, the day, day of disunity. Remember? Oh, that's true. <laughs> We're basically experts. Yes. I don't know. I also watched The Green Knight when that came out. I still haven't seen that. This is a good one. You'd probably like it. I bet I would. Probably has a little more to do with Arthurian legend than this episode, but, but, you know, it's fine. So they are storming the castle. Got an army of orcs. I just called them orcs in my notes. Oh, sure. And, you know, they've got the usual medieval, uh, there's that catapult that's on fire with rocks and arrows and everyone shooting guards are standing by the door yep. and they're ready there's you know people are trying to spash their way in and one guard covered from head to toe says hey you got to guard the king i'll guard the door and they said oh okay sure and so they do 
And then this guy actually unlocks the door. Let's all the gargoyles in. That was the opposite of what he was supposed to do. The hell, bro? Turns out it's because he wants smooches for Morgan Le Fay. That's right. Takes off his helmet. We get a gentleman who's got black hair but with like some reddish hint to it. Uh, And he has betrayed everyone in this castle to let the gargoyles in because he has a crush on Morgan, yep. and he's like, "I did it for you. We've been a long, or we've been away. Blah, blah. You get the idea. Oh. I long for you. That that sorcerussy got me acting unwise. Yeah. <laughs> so she gives him a smooch, but it's a toxic smooch. He gets purple veins on his face, and he falls to the ground, all all sick and probably dying. Yes. Until freaking Merlin shows up and says, "Hey, Dick." You betrayed us all. You fucked over Camelot, so you don't get to die. Instead, what you get is a demon inside you until you fix this, no matter how long it takes. Yes. And that is the origin story of... Remember Jason Blood? I do. Turns out this is him. This is how he got the demon Etrigan up in him. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, That's a little cold open. Yeah, you do the opening title screen, the screens, and then we get uh, uh, old people crimes. Yeah, there's... People and somebody's been breaking into this antique shop, and uh, this this old, like decrepit, elderly man is getting wheeled out into a into an ambulance, and the he's babbling about oh, the stone, the power. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, the EMTs are like, yeah, okay, whatever, senile old grandpa. But Batman doesn't think he's senile. No, Batman thinks that that dangerous crimes are afoot, and he's gonna go snooping and figure out what it is. Yes. And uh, I'm not really sure. he Does he meet up with Entrigan at this point? This is where, yeah, as Jason Blood walks into this antique shop and says, Hey, Batman, remember me? I'm going to give you the exposition dump to explain to you what exactly is going on. A uh, very powerful magic stone used to be in the hilt of Excalibur. Uh, Morgan Le Fay, evil sorceress, wants it to make her son Mordred the king. It can resurrect Camelot and bring back all the armies and take over the world. It'll be real bad and we gotta find it. Yeah. I know from experience, dude, if you know what I mean. Yup. And you do because it's it's heavily implied that he has explained his origin. He and Bruce are old pals. Yeah. Yup. So we, we, we gotta go see what's going on and he says, well, I, I know uh, where the last resting place of the stone is. Uh, it's in Castle Brennick, ancient British castle. So we're going to go there. There's a thing called Merlin's Ark. It's probably in there. Yeah. Let's go check it out. Let's go snooping around, buddy. So uh, before they get there, though, there's a night guardsman. Yep. He's an older man. He's kind of like, you know, checking the, the yeah. statue. By, uh, by uh, older, like... Uh, yeah, 50s, maybe. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Maybe early 60s. Uh, but then there's this little boy. Yep. He's, you know, smashing armor with the sword and breaking things at a museum. And this is the same little boy that we saw in the flashback to Arthurian times. He's an immortal young child. Uh, this is your Mordred. He's dressed up like Renaissance Fair or, or like a jack on a deck of playing cards. And, yeah, he's smashing stuff up. And the guard's like, hey, you can't do that. This is a priceless historical castle. It's closed, and also don't smash things. Yeah, but then in comes the Morgan Le Fay. She's got a mask on, yep. and she incapacitates the the guardsman by sucking up the youth. Yes, zaps him with magic. Turns out the the guy in the antique shop 
the old senile decrepit old man he was only 30 years old yeah Morgan Le Fay rolls around just sucking the youth out of out of menfolk and and using it to youthify herself because at first her hands are like old decrepit like mummy hands but she sucks the youth out of this guy and they become young attractive lady hands yeah but she's got a big golden mask on her design is very uh I don't know what to say about it. Very distinctive. Yeah, looks like Mortal Kombat stuff. Yeah, I can see it. <laughs> uh, and uh, so she goes to the uh, the where the resting spot is supposed to be for the stone. Yep. Opens it up. There ain't nothing in there. No. Where'd it go? I don't know. But you know who else doesn't know is Batman and Jason Blood, because this is about where they swoop in and say, hey, stop stealing stones and try to take over the world. Yeah. Not allowed. Uh, Morgan, uh, she has this amulet that lets her know whenever Etrigan is coming close. Yes. So when Etrigan shows up, he's like, ah, she knew I was coming. Damn it. Yep. So she leaves a booby trap behind for him. She enchants all the suits of armor and, and swords and weaponries around this medieval castle to come to life and, and start fighting our heroes and... In a really well animated fight scene, I had to look it up. It's our old friends. It's not TMS. It's Coco. Oh, a a subdivision of TMS. Oh, okay. Same studio that did the uh, Batman and and Mr. Freeze Sub Zero movie. Okay, yeah, which, yeah. Say whatever else you will about that movie. It was gorgeous. Yeah, it sure was. Yeah, and this this fight scene, Batman's flipping around. He's sword fighting. I'm always a sucker for any time Batman picks up a sword. Yeah, there's a, a, a Mr. Blood picks up an axe. He's fighting suits of armor. Uh, ultimately, at the end of the day, he has to call upon his inner demon to become Etrigan so that he can use his firepower to melt the suits of armor. Yes, indeed. Yeah, Batman's getting his ass kicked, but Etrigan transforms. And I like that, that he is Jason Blood initially, when he comes into this episode and then transforms into Etrigan, because we get to see the... Uh, Merlin calls Etrigan Jason Blood's dark side, or darker half. Mm-hmm. We get to see the difference in personality. Jason Blood seems like a cool enough guy. Yeah. You know, very polite. Etrigan is... This whole episode is constantly insulting everybody around mm-hmm. him. Seems very bitter and angry. Ah, you idiots! How would you... Yeah. I've been fighting this sorceress for 300 years, and you... Numbskulls? Numbskulls come in here and you screw it all up. And Batman, he's kind of realizing this is beyond them. I mean, we're going to need some backup. Yep. Not the whole Justice League. Yeah. Just a couple. We probably don't need Superman. <laughs> Heart Girl's using PTO. And I yeah, mean, you know. technically she's on call, but that's a whole, she makes a whole thing of it. Yeah. If we call her in on her day off, we can, we can do this with, I'm going to say, uh, JJ. JJ's real good. Yeah. Um... It's, we could probably use some comic relief. Flash, get on in here. Yeah, oh, sure. And Hot Girl's on vacation, but we got to have a lady in here. Wonder Woman. She's got lady parts. She's got lady parts. There's our team for this episode. <laughs> so, <laughs> by golly, call them in. Uh, they explain the situation. JJ is like, all right, well, maybe I'll use my, my telepathy so I can think or see where she's thinking where it could be. I'll, I'll get all up in her in her ancient Arthurian lady brain and and just figure it out. And he his eyes go all glowy like when he does his Martian telepathy thing. Uh huh. But Morgan, she immediately, almost immediately, we we cut to her and she's trying to figure out where uh you know where the stone could have gotten to. 
And I like this. Every scene that we get with Morgan, Mordred is always in the background just doing little kid things. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're trying to do some research on what might have become of the stone. And they go to a library, which is all computers. And she's like, oh, what's a computer? Where yeah. are books? And Mordred's over here playing uh, playing Doom or, or yeah. some PC game on their computer. But he does pull up, uh, uh, you know, the archaeologist involved with uh, Arthurian stuff. Yeah, it, it was... Uh, so Mordred actually has the smart brain villain plot here. He says, well, uh, we know that that's where the stone was left back in the Arthurian times. And it's not there now, so who would have had access to it in the meantime... What about the archaeologists who dug up this ancient castle and they are able to find the two guys? But in the middle of all this sleuthing detective work, Morgan realizes, wait a minute, somebody's peeping into my Morgan brain. I'm going to cast a little counterspell and mess with him. And JJ collapses screaming and it melds into this fantasy dream sequence. It's like the scarecrow sequences that we always used to get back in Batman. To, to remind you, by the way, Thomas and Martha Wayne died in an alley. Pearls, pearls, pearls. Yeah. <laughs> We're on Mars, baby. We're on Mars, and did you know that J.J. had a wife and kids back on Mars? I didn't know that. He had a house, too. Yeah, he never talks about it, but he's real sad that they're gone. Yeah. I'll... And now he's real happy that they're apparently back. Yeah, and they all look like they're, they're Martian form. So J.J., who looks like Martian Manhunter, becomes his Martian form, and he's super happy and like, yes. Life is good again. Yeah, but Etrigan busts in into his dream sequence and says, You buffoon! (laughs) This is an illusion created by an evil witch, you weak-minded simpleton. I'm gonna smack you around until you come out of this. What was that? Aw, it was all a dream. I like the the, the shot. You see his wife and, and two adorable little green insectoid Martian children, and they sort of like morph into almost looks like a painting before fading away. I noticed that the the background like slurps into the characters, and then the characters kind of like uh, vanish. So it's like his, uh, his Martian at home, yep. gone. His house, gone. Family, gone. That's when he wakes up. He's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it, it was like just removing all the layers of everything that he could have wanted. It's it's a really cool artistic effect, and Etrigan explains like, yeah, dude, so what she does, she promises you everything you could ever want, which in my case was just some strange. In your case, it's Mars restored, but <laughs> it's a strange Martian strange. It's really been a while. I I mean that's not that's not strange. <laughs> I that's a little the... grouchy without my strange. <laughs> that's. <laughs> That's that's the warm, willing familiar of his darling wife. <laughs> yes. Uh, so uh, we we know that's happening. Intrigan's kind of like keep an eye on him. Yeah. Because once she's in, it's, it's like a drug. It's it's in there. It's gonna. It might be an issue later on. Yep. Yep. Keep an eye on that guy. And everybody's kind of like, yeah, whatever. You jerk, paranoid demon yeah, even guy. Even Batman's like, I trust him with my life. He's yep. fine. <laughs> <laughs> but there. What uh, what J.J. did manage to overhear before Morgan played her little mind tricks on him is they said something about, I heard something about castle and archaeologists, which yeah. is just enough of a clue that the Justice League are able to make that same leap that Mordred did, like, okay, archaeologists, who might have had access to this castle? And they find 
uh, two dudes yes. who were like the head of the excavation team. Howard Carter and Lord Carnarvon. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's an old dude and a guy who looks like uh, uh, the Playboy Mansion dude. What's his name? Hugh Hefner? Hugh Hefner, yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to... Uh, we're going to go ahead and, and split up, and uh, Flash and Wonder Woman, you go check out Hugh Hefner, mm-hmm. and Etrigan and Batman, we're, we're going to go see what's up. Uh, I, I think, does J.J. go with them, too? Uh, I which way J.J. Yes, yeah. J.J. goes with Batman, yeah, yes. So J.J., Etrigan, and Batman go to, to check out the other dude. Yes. But... Uh, the old the old dude, he has a heart attack, pretty much. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, Etrigan shows up. A literal <laughs> demon shows yeah. up in his house. Where's the stone? What's yeah. going on? And yeah, <laughs> just about has a heart attack. And J.J. grabs his grabs his head, gets into his mind brain, and does a little mind meld and says, yeah, this, this is the wrong one. This dude Blast. doesn't know. Yeah. But they come up with a sneaky plan, and they say, well, now we know that this isn't the right guy. But Morgan and Mordred don't know that yet. You want to do that thing from The Laughing Fish where you dress up like somebody that you're not and you you take the bait? Yeah, only we don't even need the Mission Impossible masks anymore because that's just one of J.J.'s powers now. Sweet, let's do this thing. Yep, so they do a little sting operation. And sure enough, Morgan and, and Mordred show up and... Just like Etrigan said, Morgan like flips the little brain switch, and JJ's having horrible visions mm-hmm. of you know his his wife saying, "Oh, you got to come back, got to come back, do what the sorceress says. She's cool. Yeah. She'll bring Mars back. The stone can do lots of stuff. It's a MacGuffin." Yeah, and in the meantime, Batman and Etrigan are like, "Well, shit, we got to fight." Yeah, and they do. Meanwhile, over at Hugh Hefner's place, there's a big costume party yeah, going apparently on. It's all Hallow's Leave. Which yes. I didn't catch until the end of the episode. Maybe I should have caught that earlier. But to yeah. me, it was just sexy people dressing up in a costume. Yeah, big, big mansion. And there's a, a long line of people in costumes waiting to get into this fancy rich person party. And Flash and Wonder Woman uh, walk up to the bouncer and, and, hey, this is official Justice League business. Ha ha, that's what they all said because everybody's dressed up as Justice League characters. Yeah. So Wonder Woman has to rough them up a little. Which uh, gets gets Hugh Hefner out the front door to do his Hugh Hefner thing and says, "Well, that's an attractive lady. Obviously, you gotta let her." Come in. on in. Come on in. I'll show you how this works here. You want to see the stone? Come on in. We're gonna walk past the grotto. Flash sees two Bruce Tim attractive young bimbos. Yep. And they're in the grotto, and Flash is like, "I better stay here. Look for clues." <laughs> and by clues, breast sex. <laughs> <laughs> so Wonder Woman uses her feminine abilities to coerce, or not coerce, to Con- convince, convince uh, our Hugh Hefner to show the uh, uh, Philosopher's Stone. Yep. Uh, it's in his bedroom, <laughs> so it didn't take too hard to convince. And he is super cooperative because she, he says something like, "I've got." He he mistakes her for some kind of model, or yeah. he's clearly just running the same game on her that he does with any random floozy who would wander into his mansion who he found attractive. He's like, "This this stone brought me good luck," and then he kind of explains, "I got money and and wealth, and you get the idea, and yep. anything I could think of." Yep. You saw Wonder Woman 84? Yeah. It's kind of like that. Stone. It's uh, Maxwell Lord. Uh, it's Philosopher's Stone. Yeah. yeah. It's good stuff. 
but then Morgan shows up. Yep, she finished kicking Batman and Etrigan and JJ's ass quite easily because JJ was busy betraying them with his mind brain at the time. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Batman gets injured. He has yep. to be taken back to the Watchtower. Uh, the Hugh Hefner situation. What's her face? Morgan turns Hugh into a worm dude. Big sandworm. It's Shy Halud up in here. It's it's crazy. It, yeah, you know. Yep. Uh, that that's Dune stuff. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder Woman has to have a big fight with Worm Hefner uh, and uh, Flash. He has to save the the bimbos and he has to help save the people at the party. Yep. This is a big worm. Yep. Big worm. And uh, you know, I was. You, you know I'm always watching this with with my little notepad out like, who accomplishes what? Fla- Flash, I'm looking at you. You haven't done much but flirt with bimbos. But at one point, well, Wonder Woman is busy with the worm. And Flash does at one point do what Flash do and distract the worm with his zip-zap super speed. Yeah. But uh, Wonder Woman's busy punching the worm into submission. Uh Etrigan is getting his ass kicked by Morgan Le Fay, and Flash does manage to save Etrigan to grab him with super speed and move him. So, okay, Flash? You say, yeah. You did it. You contributed this time, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) But during all the confusion, Wonder Woman does manage to get the stone and fly it off to safety in the watchtower. Uh, So we're we're good for the moment. Yes. Uh, Oh, yes, Worm Hefner becomes Hugh Hefner again. Yes, he does not die. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, on the Watchtower, Flash is like, we did it, gang. We can celebrate now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're we're done. And Etrigan's like, no, it'll never be over. Not as long. She knows that you've got the stone. She's going to be coming after you. And Flash is like, no, man, fuck it. Margaritas. Yeah, heck yeah. But, you know, uh, right thinking, you know, mature, responsible adults like, you know, Batman and Wonder Woman and J.J. and would obviously say, well, well, gee, if we're going to be a target, as long as we have the stone, we should clearly find a way to destroy it. No! no! We're, we're going to lock it up in the, in, I guess we have a vault here? Sure. Sure. We'll lock it up real good. It's a big place. It'll be we're fine. could have a vault. But it's not fine. No. What's-her-face gets in J.J.'s brain? Does her old, like, hey. She's like, pondering, looking into the orb and seeing through his eyes, like, okay, I see, I see where you're at. You're up in orbit. I don't give a shit about that. I'm magic. I'm gonna open up a portal. You want Mars back? Done. Done. JJ, I'm gonna send a bunch of orcs to fuck up your friends. <laughs> I want you to steal the stone, bring it back to me, Morgan Le Fay. I'll, Mordred will be king of Earth. Yeah. You can have Mars back. Magic can do that, probably, as far as you know. We're going to be chilling in London. Yep. Uh, look for the big clock. Yeah. You, you've seen it. Yeah. It's, it's Johnny Timepiece. It's there. Yeah. That's where our new castle will be. Yeah, but don't look for it too hard, because I'm going to magic it to look more medieval Yeah. Yeah. You know, give it a cool throne and stuff. Yeah, it'll be it'll be good. And so, yeah, that's what happens. That's what happens. Uh uh, Wonder Woman and Etrigan and Batman and Flash have to fight off the army of orcs that she teleported into there. And they, they do finally, they Flash and Etrigan have to do like a... I know you never played Chrono Trigger. I did not, no. Is this, yeah. this the freezing? The, yeah. Yes, okay. <laughs> Etrigan cast, this is basically a duo tech from Chrono Trigger. Okay. <laughs> it's a, a combo attack. Etrigan says, Flash, I need you to run around real quick. Make one of those whirlwinds that you do. Yeah. And he does... And Etrigan casts an ice spell into it, which freezes all the orcs. But somehow not Batman and Wonder Woman, who are standing right by the orcs, they get frozen. Don't think about it too uh, long. You know, 
Yeah. Yeah, that works. They break. They break. Batman and Wonder Woman are fine. Yeah, they're fine. They're fine. But they have to figure out a way to get off the watchtower. And I was... Because J.J. locked them out of the hangar bays. Yes. Am I to assume... Was this a boom tube? Okay. So I'm glad you brought it up, too. Okay, okay. Because I... Okay, so basically... It was uh, really fuzzy on how they got out of the watchtower. Morgan makes the castle. She's doing her, like, evil cackle. And he sits on the throne. And, oh, we'll be ours. And here comes J.J. And then they teleport. I don't know if it's a portal... Yeah, I was really confused about how Batman and and Wonder Woman and Etrigan and Flash... Can Etrigan do that? Maybe? Maybe it was an Etrigan thing? Because the effect, the visual effect, did not look like a boom tube. No, it looked like gas. Yeah, so, yeah, maybe it... I don't know. I'm really confused about Deleted scene, maybe? Maybe? I, I would have to watch it again and... After watching the last episode three times, I'm not going to. Yeah, no. So if, if you know what the perfectly reasonable explanation for this is, I don't want to call it a plot hole because maybe I just wasn't paying close enough attention. I guess. I don't know. My guess is intricate magic. Okay. That makes, makes as much sense as anything. It was jarring for me, too. When okay. that scene happened, I was a little like, All right. What's going on, fellas? But all right, all right. The point is we're deep into part two, and it's time for our big final <laughs> showdown. <laughs> uh, it's... Flash and Wonder Woman and Batman against Morgan Le Fay and, and Mordred. Turns out Mordred has dope magic powers, too. Yeah. I was not aware of that, but all this time he's been laying, laying back in the cut playing video games, letting his mom do the work. Turns out he can throw down if he feels like it. Yes, and there are lasers and things are getting zapped, and at one point a laser hits a chair. The chair comes to life, and Batman fights a chair. Batman fights a chair! It's, I had to text Ben. <laughs> it's, it is a very well-animated chair. Good job, Coco. Yes. And those, those TMS alums doing great work, as always. Batman does, in fact, defeat the chair. Yeah. However, no one else is menaced by the chair. This is really the only thing that Batman accomplishes all episode, is defeating a chair. Oh, is he getting it? I have one job on this lousy ship. It's stupid, but I'm going to do it, okay? Batman is getting the Sigourney Weaver Memorial Participation Award. Because everybody else in this episode, even JJ, who spends most of the episode mind-controlled and betraying everybody, even he got them the clue about the archaeologists. Yeah. Everybody else does something... But Batman, his two action set pieces were fighting the animated armors in the castle, which Etrigan has to save his butt from that one, and then defeating a chair, which, I mean, don't get me wrong. It had, it had sharp teeth. It, it was, you know... It, it's not a lazy boy chair. This no. is an evil monster chair. It, it's, it's true. And, like, this is sort of a technicality because it's not like... So it's not like he accomplished absolutely nothing, but everybody else, in my estimation, accomplished more. Yeah. Even Flash, who I was lo- I was eyeing him, but he did save Etrigan that one time. That's the, yeah. Sorry, Bats. Yeah. But, you know, I appreciate it about this show. I was thinking as I'm watching this, you know, you remember that the, the 2000s Fox X-Men movies? Yes. And every fucking movie... They had to make Wolverine the main character yes, again. Yes, yes. It's like, okay, Hugh Jackman's amazing. He is super well cast, and I know everybody loves Wolverine, but you've got this whole ensemble, and you keep going back to that Wolverine well. Yeah. I appreciate that Batman is just one part of this ensemble. It would have been really easy to make him the guy who always does everything because we know he's the popular character. Right. 
So in this case, th- this participation award is less a mark of shame for Batman and more like a, you know what? I admire the balls on these writers <laughs> yeah. to, to write a good story instead of doing the easy audience-pleasing thing of making Batman always be the cool guy. Yeah. So, good job. There it is. Good job. Oh, Dwayne man. McDuffie and, and Paul Dini and everybody in the, on the, in the writer's room in this show. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the real centerpiece of this big final action set piece is just a knockdown, drag-out slugfest between Etrigan and J.J., Yes, and Etrigan is telling him to, you know, snap out of it. Uh, JJ's still in illusion mode. Yeah. But uh, he, he starts to... He, I, I, it's like he gets a mind meld with Etrigan. Yeah. Or well, there's a fight and Etrigan gets knocked unconscious. Is that- yeah, so first Etrigan... So what JJ's usual move is, is something will attack him. He will go intangible. Right. Wait for a couple beats assess the situation, and then do the absolute minimum necessary to take down whatever the threat is. In this fight, J.J. is... It's not like a a total 180, but he's just a little bit more brutal. Instead of going intangible, Etrigan throws a punch, and he... I didn't even know he could do this. Shapeshifts into, like, metal J.J. Yeah, yeah. And... This is, again, that real good... This is what you hire the, the, the good folks at Coco for. Really good animation. You feel the impact and feel the pain when Etrigan just crumples after J.J. no-sells his punch. And J.J. like is like kicking him while he's down, steps on his head like, Oh, shit. This is serious business for... This is, this is no-holds-barred, J.J. Yes. But, yeah, you... And then, finally, what ends the fight is J.J. grabs Etrigan by the head and does this, like... Martian mind meld, but well, he's to kind of take him down. But while he's in there, he sees uh, Etrigan's Jason Blood's whole backstory, and that's what finally snaps him out of it and says, Fuck, This guy's right, lady's a liar. And so he goes up as if to hand her the stone and says, Nope, I I was goofing on you, you bitch. And he crushes the philosopher's stone in his hand and says, Nope, not worth it, not if it cost me the earth. And my new family, who are cool guys. Morgan says, crap. Well, we lost the the battle, but the war is far from over. And she's able to escape with her son. We'll be back the next time that the producers feel like ponying up for that good TMS animation. (laughs) And as the episode ends, uh, JJ is apologizing to everybody. There was a scene earlier that it was a good scene between him and Batman where he... He apologizes to Batman for Batman got, you know, yes, got his ass yes. kicked. And he's apologizing again, like, I let you all down. I let that temptress get to me. Please accept my resignation. I'm not worthy to be in this League of Heroes. And by this point, Etrigan has turned back into Jason Blood. And Etrigan this whole time has been like, JJ can't be trusted. He's stupid. He's weak-minded. But as Jason Blood, he says, no. Etrigan was wrong because you did the right thing, and I know from personal experience how that bitch get in your head. Yeah. So you're a cool guy. You did what I couldn't done and I wish I had done many years ago. Because now I've got to roam the earth (laughs) alone forever until I can finally take that sorceress bitch down. Yeah. And JJ, Jason Blood kind of walks off into the mists of foggy London, and JJ's like, sucks to be him. Yep. And thus ends Night of the Shadows. Yeah! K, 
Kenny, did this episode hold up? I enjoyed it. I like this one a lot. Yeah, pretty much right from the get-go of the uh, medieval uh, uh, Helm's Deep battle. I was yeah. I was hooked. Yeah, that was a good one. Obviously, I've been seeing the praises of the animation. Uh, all of the big action set pieces, I've been kind of complaining the last couple of episodes. Yeah, and then it descends into a big incoherent punch fest. Yeah, I'm, I was okay with it, though, because it was gimmicky in a sense that, like, it wasn't just... You know, like she conjures up things. Yeah, it was. Yeah, they, it was a lot more creative than just between four and six yeah. superpowered Here comes dudes. The Cobra, punch, yeah, you know, the Cobra Clan. Yeah. No, these are like you know suits of metal that are being manipulated or, yeah. or things of that sort. So, and I think a lot of that too does come down to that visual panache. That's what you get TMS or in this case Coco for. Yeah, and they turned uh, Hugh Hefner into a warm dude. Yeah, that's that's fun. That was neat. Yeah, there were uh, and also like at the end of the day, this this episode has a a human heart to it. It's mm-hmm. it is about. JJ and his feelings of being alone in the world and his his grief over losing his his wife and kids it has an emotional core to it that I think the last couple of episodes have kind of lacked right so yeah I like this one a lot I think it was the total package yeah but let's see just how total its package is with science yeah <laughs> I'm a disciple of science I'm original you know that our love for you son is the emotional heart that that keeps the science machine running I hope he knows that yeah it's it's powered by our love which means that you original have have a responsibility to science and indeed humanity if you ever stop being lovable it'll be your fault when that, this all comes uh, crashing down red, yeah yeah Reggie yeah so yeah, on that note yeah let's put our lab coats on but take the pants is off. All right. Get our master list here. It's got ten episodes on it. We've got a top ten. Oh, that's right. I do this part. <laughs> I accidentally go, knocked over Ben's uh, dog, uh, oh, yeah. uh, but I fixed it. Dog bowl. <laughs> the the bowl, not the dog. The dog no, is no, still no. up there. <laughs> that would have been a fun one, too. Kenny did not, in fact, kick my dog. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Here we go. Already? <clears throat> Secret Origins, Where She Wrote, and Black as Night, The Enemy Below, Brave and Bold, Paradise Lost, Legends, and Justice for All, War, World Fury. Well done, sir. Nice. All right. Starting right in the dead center of the list is this episode, Night of the Shadows, better or worse than number five, The Brave and the Bold, a.k.a. Monkey Fun 2, <laughs> a.k.a. Flash, stop monkeying around. I think this one is better than I that agree. One. Okay, good. I got I got a soft spot for Brave and the Bold, but this, yeah, this one's better. A little nervous. Okay, good. Nice. Yeah, Moving yeah. on. No. <laughs> <laughs> no fight over the monkeys. Yeah, I... <laughs> I... I like guerrilla technology, but I'm not prepared to (laughs) knife fight over it. (laughs) All right. So we got a top five episode on our hands. Ooh, but can Night of the Shadows dethrone Big Numero Uno Secret Origins? That was a three-parter, right? Yeah. That was Invasion from Space, White Colonizer Martians... Yeah, I think I'm still going to go with that one. I, I think I'm going to concur. I think this one might have been a little tighter, a little held together, maybe a little better, but that one was just so big, and it did such a great job of introducing our ensemble. Yeah. Yeah, i got to give it to Secret Origins. Okay. 
I, I think it's telling that we had to think so hard about that, though. This one was a two-parter, but I never uh, felt bored, and I never yeah. felt like I was looking at you like, you got to look at your script, bro, because I don't remember this yeah. scene. <laughs> it flowed really well. Yeah, yeah. All right. Is A Night of the Shadows better or worse than number four, The Enemy Below? Aquaman? Aquaman. <laughs> well, that's interesting. Um, oh, damn. I think this one is better than that one. I think I would concur with that. Yeah. yeah. There, there were a lot of things that I liked about, about Enemy Below, but... I don't think it cohered into quite as strong a whole as this one. Yeah, my mind wandered a little bit for that one. Yeah, uh, like I, I could point out a bunch of high points in the episode. The final duel with Orm, the sliding into the volcano and having to hack off his hand. But a lot of the connective tissue between those moments was... The ticking clock at the end was, It's our evil weapon that's found in the Arctic. Yeah. That's going to melt the Earth. Yep. And only Batman can save the day. That... Ending felt very just. Oh, we gotta have a big, yeah, it you was, know, doomsday device. This one felt like a very. It, that's a wrap. Yep. Yeah. All right. In that case, getting real close now. Bumping up one spot is a night of the shadows. Better or worse than number three in Blackest Night. That was the Green Murder Lantern mystery. focus. Yeah. yeah. The planet blowed up. Green Lantern's on trial. I think that one's almost an easier one because that one also had some moments that I really liked. But also it's kind of a ridiculous plot. <laughs> this one's also a ridiculous plot, but because it's magic, I'm more willing to go with it. I agree. Yeah. I think, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, this new one. All right. In that case, we have but one decision left to make. Is it this one, Night of the Shadows, or number two, Murder, She Wrote, The Death of Sherlock Holmes, parts one and two? Oh, that's not fair. Right? How did I know it was going to come down to this? Yes. No. Because that story was just all over the place. Yeah, it was. That's funny because I wasn't bored for this one. Yeah. Maybe because it wasn't all over the place, but I wasn't bored for that one, and it was all over the place. That one, I was just so entranced by the batshit crazy world of Jessica Fletcher that yeah. I just I couldn't tear my eyes away. And that that ending though. Yeah. That was so drowned. <laughs> that. It turns out that the rich guy was the Count of Monte Cristo yes. all along. That's where it flipped and and became like, is this is this stupid? And became, no, oh, this is this is the best kind of stupid. <laughs> yes, I, I think I would give the edge to Murder She Wrote. I'll I'll agree with that. All, all right. right. <laughs> Having you talk about it just made me fall in love with that all over again. <laughs> And I haven't been watching it recently. I so was about to I, ask, I, I know you and Sarah watched at least a little more. I think but we got up to uh, not too far. So yeah, I, 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 and there's so much murder she wrote. I feel Dude. like that's one of those shows that like you got to take it a little at a time. You can't try to binge all what was it twelve seasons something, something like, that. like that. Yeah, like yeah, it's like 
a couple of times over the years, I've had this dumb idea that I'm going to watch all of The Simpsons. Yeah. And I love The Simpsons. <laughs> but there are like ten good seasons. Yeah. And even that's like, okay, this is all amazing, but this is a lot of Simpsons. It's a lot. <laughs> all right, but I'm marking it down. A Night of Shadows. I've been calling it A Night of the Shadows. I think it's just A Night of Shadows. And I think it's knight as in like a knight in shining armor. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, it is knight with a K. All right. At the new number three spot, just below Murder, She Wrote, and just above In Blackest Night. I'm in. That feels right. Yeah. That feels good. Yeah. And, you know, looking at that, uh, especially the top three, but then also the top five, like the last couple of episodes have been, eh, we've been kind of. like, you just you see something, or actually, you just describing that. I was like, "Yeah, that's one hundred percent." Glad yep. we'd made it that way. Yep. But yeah, I, I look at that list: Secret Origins, Murder She Wrote, Night of Shadows, In Blackest Night, The Enemy Below. That's our top five. That's good. That's a solid top it's five. Good. It's good. <laughs> and let's see whether it's going to be any good next week. We are going to be watching Metamorphosis. Okay. I. This is that one that was always on every time they were showing reruns and. Oh, God, I'm trying to remember the name of the character. He has a very eye-catching design. Mm. It's one of those designs, though, that kind of looks... Maybe looks a little better on the comics page than it does on the screen. Okay. But, yeah, it's uh, Element Man or... I don't know. Okay. I don't know. We'll see you next week. I'm in. I'm excited. Yeah. This dude mutant accident winds up with a, like, scaly orange face. I don't know. Okay. See you next time. All right. He's, he's got like his body is like half and half, like a jester's motley. It's one color on one side and one color on the other side. I don't know. It's weird. Okay. Uh, I really couldn't tell you if it's any good. And I, maybe it's telling that that's all I remember of it is despite it being the one that was always on. <laughs> so that'll be next week. In the meantime, Kenny, where can folks find you on the internet? You can find me at Yski TV on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And you can find me at twitch.tv slash Ben Creighton. I signed up for a Mastodon account. Oh, I know of that. You yeah. told me about that. That's like the new open source Twitter. And and then looked at it like, wait, what did I want this for? Because I went on a massive, like, on my Twitter, like, uh, I'm just going to unfollow all these. I'm, anytime I open it up, I'm constantly, like, scrolling past stuff I yeah. don't care about. So, yeah, unfollow, unfollow. Narrowed it down to, like, four or five people that I actually know in real life and none of them are on Mastodon and I've got people who follow me on Twitter but I barely ever tweet there so I don't really care to try to make them follow me over so I'm not going to give my Mastodon account here because I'm not actually using it okay yeah but you can always find (laughs) us right here at anchor.fm slash bat rankings you can pledge us one five or ten dollars a month to get us new podcasting tech that yeah. I will eventually learn how to use. I, You know, hey, I, it looks cool. Yeah, I'm... God, I really hope this thing's working. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> I'll see when I get into editing. Hopefully I don't sound like absolute ass again. <laughs> Audio balancing is a fickle mistress. We'll see you next see time. See you next time. Bye.